Hey everybody, welcome back to the Lunatunes show. I hope you're all doing well amidst all the chaos erupting at the moment. So, you know, holy shit, what a week. I'm sure you all can relate when I say that this was a very stressful and extremely anxious past couple of days. Um, I don't know about y'all, I was on edge. It was a roller coaster from Tuesday to Saturday, just how palpitations all around. So today, I guess I have a bit of a an important but I guess controversial uh, thing to talk about um, because, you know, we're going to be talking about politics. And for those of you who know me, you know, I don't ever really talk about politics. Well, I guess it depends on who I'm with. Some people I, I do talk more politics with, some people I don't just because that's how it is. But I've never been the type of guy to like really voice my views on these things on like a social platform which is why i wanted to use this podcast as a way to get my voice out there and to get my thoughts out there and you know i won't lie at the same time i want to avoid i always wanted to avoid like talking about politics in general because it's one of those subjects that once you start talking about it you know you might get angry with another person or just you'll get mad all around and it's just you won't have a good time, you know, and I always like to just avoid conflict in general. So that's why I don't ever really talk about politics. Um, but I want to change that. You know, I want to get my voice out there. I want to, you know, talk about these things. So, you know, you know, buckle up. We'll, we're going to talk about all these things. We're going to focus on this election as well as political ideology in general. So, yeah, Um because I guess I felt always felt I feel guilty about having been been silent in the past, and I think it's time to talk about these things. So, with that being said, the election just happened. So you're either really happy or really sad about what happened. Me personally, um, I'm pretty pretty happy with what happened. So as we know, Joe Biden has won the election. He will be our next president of the United States with Kamala Harris as the next vice president. She will be the first female to make it to that high of a position in the White House. Um, so, yeah, like I said, me personally, I'm really happy and satisfied with the result. But before I get to talking about this election, I figure I'd give a little bit of like background into my own political ideology and how that has developed over the years. And as well as looking back, on the past four years through the of the Trump administration. So as a kid, I never really thought about politics at all, which I'm sure most of you can relate to, unless you were raised into it like a religion or something, because some parents do do that with their children. They like start talking about politics from when they're young to try and like grow them into that uh, political party. And for me, coming from an immigrant family, these political discussions were never really had at my household. My parents never really discussed these things. And I don't blame them, you know? We weren't really Americanized in that way. I mean, we are, we are in some ways, but in some ways we were not. And that political stuff was something that just was just left out. Um, and But uh, again, we didn't grow up... Like, my parents didn't grow up with that, like, affiliation. So that kind of rubbed off on my sister and I. Um... And obviously, being a kid, you don't ever really watch or pay attention to the news. And social media, remember, wasn't really a, wasn't a thing back then, so it's not like you could access what was going on in the world, or even really know about it. 
but obviously that's changed. And I remember my first experience with politics came when I was around six or seven-ish. I think I knew who George Bush was. I think I knew he was the president. You know, he was some old dude. Um, but I remember, I think my sister, like, checked out a book from the library about him for school or for whatever reason. And I remember asking her about him. And she told me, like, oh, I don't like him because he's, like, he's racist towards Latinos. And then I was just like, wait, what? <laughs> like, why? You know, I kind of really like comprehend those concepts. And then I remember um, a childhood friend's uh, sibling also reiterated that same thought that George Bush, I guess, was um, an asshole towards people of my ethnic background, as among many, many others as well. Um, so that was really my first brush with politics. But, you know, as a kid, I pretty much completely forgot about it over time, obviously. So then the 2008 election came up, and that's when I guess I started to think about this stuff a little more. So, you know, I know that there's this guy named Obama, and he's up against another guy named John McCain, and they're trying to be the next president of the United States. And I was in third grade, and I'm sure my classes, like my class, we talked a little bit about the election. Um, but again, we're, we're like eight years old, so it really isn't like a big deal, but... Um, but it is kind of interesting to, like, learn about it, you know? And I do, for some reason, remember wanting Obama to win. Like, I, even though, again, I'm eight years old, so I don't understand politics, like, at all. But I still wanted him to win. Like, I kind of just looked at uh, a picture of both Obama and John McCain. And for some reason, I just gravitated towards, um, you know, Obama. Now, again, I don't know why. Like, I don't, again, I can't, couldn't comprehend what, what these two men were trying to accomplish what their goals were going to be and you know all that other nuance now you could say that i just related more to obama because you know he's a black man and i'm a mexican male so seeing a person of color maybe just made me like him more but i don't know i feel like it's not really an explainable thing like if you asked eight-year-old me i would just be like i don't know he looks nice or something <laughs> you know and granted Growing up, one of my idols was uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Like, I remember reading all those uh, little, like, stories about him and how he fought for civil rights. And I remember thinking that was so dope. And even though I'm not black um, and I'm Mexican, there's still a lot of overlap, though, in that uh, battle for civil rights, you know. Even if they're not, they both, both groups didn't deal with, like, the exact same issues, there's a lot of overlap. Um... But yeah, but who knows, maybe maybe it was because Obama was a person of color that made eight-year-old me want to root for him. And then he did win the election, and eight-year-old me was happy. And I remember listening to some of his speeches, I think, in class sometimes, and getting an, you know, an all-around good vibe. Like, this man expressed leadership and genuine kindness towards this country. And he's like a genuine role model and someone you could actually look up to. And then four years passed by. And I didn't really think about politics anymore. You know, um, Barack Obama was president. So I guess in my head, I just assumed, you know, that everything was good. Although obviously it wasn't, you know. Uh, Barack Obama, he inherited a crazy financial mess, you know, while also facing some other serious things like uh, the assassination of Osama bin Laden. Um, which, 
I might add, this is how much I didn't know about politics or like the outside world because I didn't even, guys, like I didn't even know what 9-11 was or who Osama bin Laden was until like fifth grade. Like that's how out of touch I was with politics. Like I just did not like, that's a world that just did not cross my mind ever. It was like Adam and Eve eating from the tree of knowledge. You know, as I grew up, I slowly learned more and more things and basically lost my innocence over time. <laughs> and... You know, one of those big events was the Sandy Hook shooting. I was in seventh grade, and the day that it happened, we had a field trip to, I believe, like so the SF Science of Academy Museum or whatever it's called. And, you know, we were we were out there, you know, having fun, looking at all these cool things. And then I come home, and I go on my family laptop, and we just see that something awful has happened. That some, you know, crazy guy killed a bunch of kids. I remember feeling super just horrible and, you know, just sick that day. Like, how the heck could something this horrible happen, you know? And then especially because I'm, like, 12 years old, so I'm only, like, a few years older than these kids who have just been murdered. And then I'm just thinking, like, holy shit, like, you know, it could be anybody. And then I remember the next time at school, our principal going on the loudspeaker and giving a few words and some other teachers talking to us because it was, like, such a huge tragedy. So that, so those early brushes with politics start to brush in because then I start thinking about, you know, guns and what they mean and how they impact our society and such. And then, you know, the 2020 election rolled around. And again, I'm 12 years old. So this stuff, while it's starting to like enter my mind, it's still not really like, I'm still not forming like, you know, cohesive like thoughts about everything. It's not really like... I'm not really understanding that these are important issues, obviously, because I'm still a kid. And I remember uh, on that election night having a talk with my sister about Obama uh, versus Mitt Romney. And, you know, she told me, I mean, I kind of didn't even really think about it. Like, obviously, I was rooting for uh, Barack Obama again. But my sister was talking to me about, um, in particular, why we were, or I guess why she was so uh, against Mitt Romney. And she started telling me about, you know, because, you know, there's issues surrounding immigration, abortion, gay marriage. And after she told me all that, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Go Barack Obama. <laughs> so just like that, I guess I kind of became a liberal, even though like the seeds were there from those earlier events, earlier events, such as the, you know, Sandy Hook shooting and a bunch of other things. And those conversations would continue on, especially because I recall in eighth grade, we did, like, a whole class discussion on gun control. We had, like, a Socratic seminar about gun control. And we also learned about the Columbine shooting, and we watched some documentaries. Uh, so naturally, like, you know, because of that, I guess I kind of became, like, you know, for gun control. And then especially, that that has only maximized over the years, um, especially after, um, you know, all the other school shootings that have happened since. Like, it's ridiculous. You know, like, something has to be done about it along with other liberal views and other issues you know like abortion gay rights immigration um so that tide started forming and then in comes the 2016 election and even though my political ideology is really forming um worse i'm still a teenager you know everybody in my like high school is still teenagers and definitely there are some people more uh active than others in terms of like speaking out about these issues like 100 percent. but at the same time a lot of people like are very apathetic 
or they take it as a joke, you know. I was kind of in that, like, didn't really care, but maybe also joked about it a bit type of uh, person. And even though I had these, like, liberal views, like, again, like my life didn't center on politics. Uh, you know, we hear about stuff happening, but we don't really voice our thoughts. It's often. So then, you know, comes Donald Trump. And funny enough, I learned, I first, like, learned about Trump from watching wrestling as a kid. Because for any wrestling fans out there, <laughs> he was, uh, Donald Trump was involved in a storyline um, with leading up to WrestleMania 23 back in 2007. And I remember watching that whole storyline unfold and then watching WrestleMania 23 live. Um, so like, I don't know, like I just kind of like, it's just interesting that I was first exposed to this man from watching wrestling, which, you know, is basically a soap opera <laughs> for men. Um, but that's neither here nor there. So Trump, you know, he starts making waves in the Republican, ter Republican territories and I remember just being, like, baffled. I was like, there's no way this clown will actually become president. Like, he's up here just saying a bunch of shit, you know? And he has, like, literally no political experience. And he literally... <laughs> he literally got a stone-cold stunner from Steve Austin <laughs> at WrestleMania. So, I'm just, you know, I can't take him seriously. But then he wins the nom. And that's when people are like, holy crap, he like might actually become president. But I was still like, there's no way. Like, I mean, it's crazy that he even got the nomination. But in my head, I was like, there's no way. No way in hell. Like, people can't be that dumb. And I recall at this time, you know, my classmates and peers getting more political in general. And that made sense. You know, we were, we were like, this was like, I would say that this election was the one we, we, were, we were most like aware in. Like, even though we're like 16 years old and we can't vote, we're still our minds are kind of developing in that uh, way. And, you know, we had all begun to define those political ideologies, influenced, of course, from our families, religions, racial identities, sexual orientations, and our education in school, definitely. Also, our location, because growing up in California, which, you know, California has historically been a blue state for a really long time now, and then specifically growing up in the Bay Area, which is also, I would say, a very liberal uh, place, especially in school, because... I would say I went to pretty diverse schools, though um, in some cases more than others. Um, for those of you that went to Los Altos, you know that our like history classes were like always framed around certain contexts. Um, and the thing is, is I was really becoming aware of, aware of my racial identity as well, because again, I had never really thought about that stuff. But once it really started to happen once I would be in my AP classes or honors classes. And I realized I was like, holy shit, I'm like the only Mexican person or maybe one of only two or three other like brown kids in this class, you know? And that awareness, you know, had a huge hand in influencing my political ideology. Though I do want to say though, even though I do say that like, I, I, I would say I went to a diverse school not to say that it was perfect, like, there are definitely a lot of, um, things, uh, that could have been better, and I know that there are some experiences people had that were not positive at all, um, so I just wanted to point that out, I'm not saying that it was perfect, could have been, definitely could have been better, and there's lots more to improve on, but, um, 
I guess depending on who you ask, they may disagree. And I don't want to take away from, you know, those definite racist experience that people have had at that school. And even though I would say I, I never really was experienced any such racism, I did kind of, I would say maybe experience like subtle forms through, like I said, that class segregation of being like the only brown kid in like my class. Um, but maybe I handled it better, but maybe I know, maybe that's not fair to say, but. I mean, I was able to handle it. I know other people, not as much, so, but not to discredit them that in any way. But what I'm trying to say, though, is that even though it was a pretty liberal and diverse school, it was definitely not perfect, and there's a lot of room for improvement. But back to Trump. So Trump in particular, you know, he really pissed me off, and he pissed off a lot of people off. You know, he said a lot of just straight-up wrong and incorrect things. Uh, for me, though, the biggest thing was about immigration. You know, everything he was saying about immigration was completely wrong, but just also the way Republicans and conservatives view immigration in general. You know, they think immigration is this evil thing that they then ascribe to all immigrants. They view immigrants as people out to destroy the country when that's not at all what's happening. What's actually happening is that people are leaving their countries because it's straight up horrible back home and they could die or face some serious discriminations. That's why people immigrate. And the thing is, is, you know, they also say like, oh, get in line or try to get citizenship. But I'm out here like, dude, it literally takes like years. It's like a really convoluted and annoying process that takes a long ass time. And some, and that's time people don't have. That's why people like, you know, immigrate. Uh, and you know, that's why people immigrate. And I'm also thinking about other issues, you know, particularly those, a lot of the things he said about women, too, and a lot of issues relating to women's rights. And, you know, that ties into that umbridge-looking gremlin that got nominated for the Supreme Court, but we'll, we'll talk about that later. Um, and then, you know, I, re I even remember writing a little, like, um, narrative piece for my AP Lane class about, like, what Trump was saying and how, like, that made me and, like, other people of the Latino... Hispanic community feel. But, you know, moving on. So then the 2016 election comes in, comes around. And I remember that night very clearly. I was 100% thinking that Hillary Clinton was going to win. You know, no doubt about it. And I recall being in my room at my desk. I think I was trying to do some homework or something. I was on a FaceTime call with a friend, and we were just chatting about usual things while also talking about it about the election. Now, early on, it wasn't bad. I think Trump was ahead, but only slightly. And, you know, early on in the election, only a few states get called, and those are usually the Republican states. So it makes sense for him to have been ahead. Um, but then in my, in my head, I was like, nah, nah. Like, by the end of the night, it's going to change, you know? But then, you know, the hours went by, and Trump was still ahead. And I was like, what the fudge? You know, my friend and I were just talking and we were both in disbelief. And by that point, a bunch of states had closed and we were like, holy shit, he is going to win. And I remember just a flood of emotions coming through, mostly anger and disbelief. And I just couldn't understand how people could vote for him. You know, like, could they not see what I was seeing? Did they not see like this absolute psycho who was saying all this infactual shit and like you know the president of the united states is supposed to be like uh 
what's the term like chief citizen or something like that like a model model citizen you know and this man was clearly not that <laughs> at all and i just felt so sad so much so that i went to bed like an hour earlier than normal and i just forced myself to forget about what was happening and i'm sure i'm not alone in that i was you know texting some other friends too and we all just were baffled all i could do was shut my eyes and drift to sleep then the next day rolls around i remember getting dropped off at school and immediately feeling that the vibe and the atmosphere was just off i went to the library i sat down on the desk there was you know a general general gloom around everywhere infecting everybody then our principal went on the loudspeaker and she she said something along the lines of like good morning everybody yesterday was an important day in our history our country voted for and elected new leaders to drive the country forward no matter what your political beliefs are we ask that you be respectful and do not discriminate no matter how you feel about the results you know something something like that better worded than what i just said but um it was it was a little encouraging you know and i think the crazy thing is is that like every single class i went to that day and the next day were just everybody just only thing people were talking about was this election and what it could mean you know um like in my avid class in my uh united states class in my math class even <laughs> like we were talking about this stuff and the teachers were talking about it with us the students because they know how much it's important to us especially um in a at a place like los altos that has a lot of uh a decent amount of you know uh students of color and you know a lot of my classmates were crying their eyes out you know and funny thing the thing is is i really should have been also but i don't know i just I felt weird about it, and I couldn't, like, it was weird, I don't know, um, and, you know, like, one of my, my math teacher, he, he even said, you know, like, oh, yeah, my daughter was crying about it, you know, and we, like, in all my classes, we took, like, a few, like, a 10-ish minutes to just talk about it, and it's, it, it was just wild, you know, like, not to repeat myself, but just, like, it was wild, like, everybody was on edge, we, had no clue what the next four years had in store. And, you know, all the teachers gave a little spiel. The students were crying. Just a weird vibe. Uh, like, and I remember protests breaking out as well. I think, like, I don't know if it was, like, the next week or so, but then there was a protest at my school and where students walked out. Um, I didn't walk out mostly because... I didn't want to get marked absent, <laughs> which I know is, is stupid, but yeah. Um, and it's been kind of weird because, you know, Trump basically started a nationwide cult. And this whole time, me and like other people have been on this weird journey these past four years politically. Because, you know, after Trump, I kind of because I'm naturally already a pessimist. So after Trump, I kind of became more apathetic. I kind of was like, well, this is all out of my control. You know, like, who cares? Like, who gives a fuck? Like, he's going to do all this dumb shit and ruin all these great programs that are in place. But I literally can't do anything about it. Even when he was attacking, you know, DACA or attacking Latinos or saying, 
the multitude of fucked up shit he was saying. You know, I was apathetic. I mean, don't get me wrong. You know, I hated the guy. But again, I kind of was like, well, there's no point. You know, there's literally nothing we can do. And that all kind of leads into this year and this election in general. Because going into this election, um, I didn't really care who won the the Democratic nomination. You know, in my mind, I really thought like Trump would win again. So that's why in my head, I was like, it doesn't matter. Like, he's going to win again. You know, I, I had lost my faith in humanity, if you will. Especially from all the events that had happened in this one year alone. But I said, I, I did pay attention more, you know. In particular because uh, at this point, you know, I'm in college. I've taken a lot of really fascinating courses about uh, race and sociology and politics and all these. I've learned a lot more of that nuance. You know, my brain has, like, been exposed to that stuff more. So naturally, you know, I become more interested in it. As well as, you know, all the corruption and racism this country is plagued with. You know, I remember watching the State of the Union in January and just being so pissed at everything Trump was saying. And the fact that he gave that one award to Rush Limbaugh, of all people, I was like, Jesus Christ, this guy is so dumb. (laughs) You know, as we got closer to the election, though, um... I was rooting for Bernie, Bernie Sanders, the boy, just because I felt like his views aligned most with my own, and also who doesn't love an an underdog story, and I figured he had the best chance of beating Trump, if I'm being honest, though obviously Bernie, Bernie didn't win the nomination, and Joe Biden did instead, and you know, I'll be honest, I didn't believe that Joe could carry it out, but you know, the COVID-19 pandemic happened and how horribly Trump handled that kind of made me believe, okay, this man has lied and literally been one of the biggest reasons as to why we're still in this mess. So people have to vote against him now. You know, people have to vote against him now. And then, of course, there's the all the other events that happened this year. The Black Lives Matter protests sparking from the tragic deaths of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor. And, you know, all other African-Americans wrongfully enduring police brutality. And, you know, a huge that huge event, as well as the pandemic, and I feel like this year was just may, really forcing people to confront these important issues and forcing us to think about them and take action, especially for me, because, again, I had been a guy who never really talked about these things. Or I did talk about them, but I wasn't ever, didn't ever use a social you know, medium to, to voice my thoughts again, because I like to, I'm, I'm a, I'm kind of like a people pleaser. I I don't like to like, you know, stir shit up. Um, but I started to have more of these conversations with people close to me. Some people that even I hadn't ever really talked politics with. And I look back on some of the things I had dealt with, you know, like back in high school being like the only Latino in an AP class or whatever, you know, and how, by the end of my high school experience, I wanted to help other students of color, you know, let them know that it's possible for y'all to succeed in these environments that historically haven't been made for us to succeed. And I realized that, like, you know, Barack Obama was a huge, uh, like, back when, it, during his presidency, he was a huge part in inspiring a whole nation of people that you can make it, you know, and I guess I kind of related that to my whole journey th- from high school, and I was like, you know what, like, no, nah, I need to I need to voice voice my thoughts on these things because I need to let people know like hey like I'm doing I'm going through this right now you know I've dealt 
with this bullshit, <laughs> you know, I'm a person of color, like, I've dealt with this, like, I can, if, you know, you, y'all can see me doing well, like, to inspire you to do well as well, and of course, you know, there's a lot of other great role models that I know, too, so I guess, you know, I, maybe I did have hope, um, which, you know, is something Barack Obama champ- championed a lot during his, uh, time in office, so, you know, this past week was a roller coaster, guys. You know, on Tuesday, I was just anxious the whole day. You know, I was refreshing the freaking Google page, the New York Times, going on Reddit every damn minute. I was texting a friend and telling her, like, you know, like, I'm really nervous because freaking, what, years and years of progress rest on tonight. And if he gets reelected, we might as well go back in time to like the 1960s, honestly. And even though it was forecasted that the election might take a few days, I was hopeful that we could get this over with, you know, on that day, Tuesday. Clearly that didn't happen, though. I mean, I was really hoping for Trump to get destroyed. And I was hopeful of that because of the polls, because the polls, the polls showed that it could be a landslide election. But the polls were pretty wrong again this year. Well, I guess maybe not as wrong in hindsight, but I think they were off in some I mean, particularly Florida, you know, that's the one I'm like kind of gazing my eyes at. Like that was like the first sign of worry was that Florida went to Trump. So that's when I think all of us were like, like, oh, no, here we go again. (laughs) And like getting those like getting triggered back to 2016. And honestly, after we lost Florida, that's when I was like, oh, shit, he's probably going to win again. But, you know, Tuesday night wasn't as bad, I guess. Like we were waiting on a lot of key states and a big conversation was the mail-in ballots was the fact that the mail-in ballots were still going to get counted and those heavily favored Biden. and then over wednesday tuesday and thursday when we were literally getting no information all we were getting was that biden was inching closer and closer and closer to trump's lead before finally overtaking it and you know what and then saturday morning i get up i check the new york times i see that biden is projected to win pa pennsylvania and Nevada, which puts him over 270 to be the new president. And, you know, I just got to say thank you to everybody who voted, everybody who gave a voice to those who at the moment struggle to or can't for whatever reason. And I wanted to say that I genuinely believe that our generation can be the tide to change things so that the grand old party can be stopped forever. But there's a lot of work to do. You know, Mitch McConnell is still as slimy as ever. And the Supreme Court, you know, now has a conservative majority. Ruth uh, Ruth uh, Ginsburg, you know, may, may you rest in peace for everything you did for progressives and women's rights. It sucks that her seat got replaced by someone who so wholly is against those views. Now, there's a lot of people who are like, you know, very even though Biden has won, it's still there's still a lot of pe- pessi- pessimism. <laughs> People say like, oh well, the, they still control the Senate, so Biden won't really be able to get any legislature passed, which you know is a valid point, definitely a valid point. And you know, even though Biden won, the fact that Trump still got an insane amount of votes is still really concerning, because <laughs> that just shows that there's still a lot of uh, racism, and. Trump supporters may claim that they aren't racist or that, you know, maybe they were voting for, maybe they voted based on like, oh, like, 
I care about gun rights, so that's why I voted for Trump or whatever. But I just feel like, yes, but like, is that really as important to you as like the lives of so many people and it's just finishing off this systematic racism once and for all? Though, I guess the point is that there's still a lot of work to do. You know, this is just the beginning of a bright future we can one day create for our children or future grandchildren. You know, one. I hope one day I can tell my kids or grandkids, if I ever have any, that this was a year in which everything that could go wrong did, but we all stood up and fought for our future amidst a freaking pandemic and a bunch of other tragedies. And we still have an uphill battle in front of us. But, you know, for now, as I reflect on these past four years and this election, like, let's celebrate this moment. We endured four years of bullshit. (laughs) Hopefully, we can get a few good years here in front of us to make historic progress that, you know, will not be in vain. All right, that's, that's all for today. I just wanted to talk about this election as well as, you know, touch up in on those, that, you know, that controversial topic of politics. <laughs> Feel free to reach out if there's anything y'all want to chat about with, you know, all this crazy political talk. I'm always open to an intelligent conversation, whether it be through text, phone call, hell, even over email. <laughs> Hit me up. But that's it for today. Have a blessed day. And take care.